This is Work on the Beat. It is Friday, December 10th, 2021. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Mike Kern will join us in a minute, and so will Ed Barkowitz. Give me what you can. Former running mate of Mr. Kern's at the Daily News. Uh, Eddie and Mike have a big thing coming up next Thursday night. I want to talk to him about that. Also, since there's no Eagles this weekend, we figured this is a weekend some of you may be looking well, I think you already do anyway, but I think a lot of you may be looking for a little edge on the gambling front. So one thing we're going to do is we're going to try to give you some things to look at, some trends, maybe looking towards the college bowl games, Army-Navy, obviously, this weekend. Uh, so Mr. Barkowitz, Mr. Kern, and I will share some things as we look forward <clears throat> to uh, the weekend ahead. Next week, we're back on Tuesday. And then we'll do another show on Friday, which will be more of our football preview. And uh, then the following week, obviously, we'll do one on Tuesday. And then we'll get into kind of a holiday schedule. Um, you know, we'll do our end-of-the-year roundtable. I'm getting that set up right now. Um, and try to get some uh, influential figures. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's a big fish out there that I'm hoping I can get in the next couple weeks. I don't want to jinx it. Just want to say it's out there and uh, we will hope to have it for you soon. But when we come back, Ed Barkowitz, we'll talk some gambling. We'll talk some football. We'll talk his effort next Thursday night with Mr. Kern to help some kids have a better Christmas. So that's next. Working the beat continues. Hey, you haven't heard this song in a while, so let's play it as we go into some gambling talk. Just point me where you wanna go Take me to the action Take me to the track Take me to a party If they're threatening in the back I've been working all my life Can't afford to wait Let me call my wife so I can tell her Joining us now, one of uh, Mr. Kern's running mates, formerly of the Philadelphia Daily News. See, Mike, I got it right on the first try. I didn't call it the inquiry right away. Uh, I love you, Kevin. I, it, it's, <laughs> not that there's yeah, anything wrong with the inquiry, yeah, but the Daily, Daily News guys. is the Daily News. Yeah, I, yeah, under, that's I just understand. Uh, Ed Barkowitz has always been kind of our expert when we talked about all things involving gambling. Uh, and <laughs> Imagine that. I know. It's hard to believe. Uh, a lot of Vegas... And- Kevin, yes. he's got Michigan in the college football playoffs. That's his team. Yes. So that you know, you didn't make it. No, I didn't make it. I, 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 I willingly didn't make it. I remember I, I volunteered. That's, that's, I, I volunteered. I said it would be better for Notre Dame to be outside the playoffs. The but. best story in the world, Kevin, and Eddie can attest to this because in '89 his Michigan team did it. Would have been if your team would have got in and yeah. won the freaking championship. With the interim coach taking over for Kelly, because it, it would have been, I would have been rooting for Notre Dame so bad under that scenario because it would have been fit. And I don't begrudge Brian Kelly for what he did. The timing was a little goofy, but I. So was that Southern accent, but that's a whole different story. Well, yeah. I mean, look, he had to do what he had to do, but I just think if Notre Dame would have got in, and, and maybe college football has to address this, I, I don't know. To me, if your team has a chance to make the playoffs, whether you're Notre Dame or, or you know, whatever, you shouldn't be leaving. I'm sorry. 
that's that's an affront to everything. You know, if Oklahoma was in the playoffs, would Lincoln Riley have left? I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. But that's I mean, wrong. I, I, this, that's is, wrong. this is where I'll jump in and say, our guest is Ed Barkowitz. This was all that that's this okay. was supposed to be. On for a half hour. I don't care. <laughs> the, the problem is, it, let's, let's say it was the old BCS system where only two teams were playing. And let's say, for sake of argument, uh, Bama was in the, was was one of the two teams, or or let, Auburn. Let's I'll just say Auburn, and he left. Gus Malzahn left to go to a better place, and you're playing in a. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But again, that's that's me. I'm not the guy getting offered the ninety million dollars, you know, which is fine. But that's well, if they just wanted him that bad, if they wanted him that bad, Mike. He he, he could have waited. Uh, so, after I think, they didn't make the, so after they didn't make the playoffs, right? I I, I don't know because they want them for the recruiting. I mean, I, that's a, I understand why LSU and USC are doing this. I sure. I totally get it. I just think in certain circumstances, you know, if your team's eight and three and you're going to the Honolulu Bowl, fine, go leave, whatever. Your kids will your kids will figure it out. But if you got a chance to make, like, what if Luke Fickle had left to go to LSU or Notre Dame or whatever? What if Notre Dame said we want Luke Fickle? After mm-hmm. would he have left those kids at Cincinnati? I I don't know. I, I then the word was that Luke wonders. But okay, you know whatever. All right, good, Kev. Hi, Ed. How are you? Oh. It's Ed Barkowitz. Ed, like uh, Yeah, yeah. Mike had that on. Mike needed to get that off his chest. Um, when let first of all. Let's give some plugs. Uh, Ed, talk about the event you and Mr. Kern will be having next Thursday night at Moonshine down in a... Eddie, Eddie does it. I'm just Tonto. Yeah. No, what it is, is it's um, it's about four or five hours of insanity. Uh, Mike and I, uh, uh, Rich from Moonshine, uh, the owner, uh, puts us is putting us behind a bar. We're going to be guest bartending. Uh, it's part of a toy drive. Uh, you know, bring a toy or put five bucks in a jar. First drinks on us. Uh, just, uh, it's an excuse to get people together who normally don't get together and also an opportunity to do some good for people in, in, I live in South Philly and in, in the Whitman area of South Philly. And, and I, uh, you know, I work with, uh, Whitman and Pensport, two of the local, uh, councils here and people in our neighborhood are a little down on their luck, you know, with Christmas, uh, you know, maybe we get a couple extra toys under the tree, uh, for, for, for some kids who, you know, we might otherwise have a, have a little bit of a, a rougher Christmas, but yeah, it's next Thursday, uh, December 16, uh, six o'clock start moonshines at 1800, 1825 East Moyamensing, uh, right off of like third Mifflin. If you're uh, unfamiliar, it, it will uh, not end at 11. Eddie said five hours. I've taken Eddie home at two in the morning, three in the morning. So now, so Eddie, how many years is this? You've been, you've been doing be, this will be the 19th year that I'm doing wow. it. Uh, Mike, you've been with me probably the last 14, uh, or so. Has it been that long, really? Oh I God. think so. Yeah. Um, wow. so, you know, it's that kind of thing. Did, did uh, you guys, shine, did, did you guys do that last year? You know what we did? We, it, it's, uh, I'm glad that you asked that Kev. Uh, it really sort of, uh, restored your faith in, in humanity. It was obviously yep. the pandemic. Everything was closed. You know, you can get takeout only. Um, we, we did it at the Mifflin Tavern, uh, um, uh, Kelly Lampler was really accommodating to us. She basically said, you guys want to hang out, you know, outside. They put up uh, heaters and stuff like that. People can come by, uh, maybe have a beer and drop some toys off. And we had a, a terrific haul. 
People were coming, opening up uh, hatchbacks, toys all over the place. Wasn't it uh, a so record yeah. haul, Eddie? We did, did better yeah, last we, year than you ever did? Yeah, and, you know, it's hard to quantify it except in the number of bags. And yeah. I had to rent a, a little U-Haul to get the stuff from where from my house uh, to uh, Whitman Council. So, yeah, we had it last year. Um, you know, we're having it this year <clears throat> again. But it, it's really it's really something. And a lot of sports media types – uh, Kev, I hope you're there. Mike, I will be there. Uh, he'll bring some, oh, good. Uh, Mike uh, usually brings some folks. I heard from Dana O'Neill, who just wrote uh, uh, a terrific uh, Big East book. Uh, she said she's going to come down. Uh, so, you know, if you, uh, whoever there, there's also shows, a few, up, shows up. I was just going to say a few other coaches have been known to uh, show up oh, yeah. over the years. Yeah, Jay, Jay Wright came one year. They're, they're at Creighton the, the following day, so I, I don't expect the Villanova contingent. Dump, but, Dump has um, been there, right? Dump has Dump been, there. been there. Dump, yeah, Dump has been uh, there. Our guy from Philly Pharmacy. Um, yeah, um, Dave Pauly. Dave, Dave Pauly's been there. Yeah, I'm sure we're missing a couple, but um, uh, Phil was there the one night, I, the one day I was yeah. there. I think, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, some guy I know, some guy, and and it's funny. Uh, I told Eddie, some guy brings like two bites, which yeah, yeah I think that's pretty cool. You, you know, I mean. Um, I sort of fill it up with Barbie dolls and stuffed animals and this, you know, you, but Steven, my son, Steven took his four year old son, Braden out yesterday. They went somewhere and got a whole bunch of toys Yeah. and Braden helped and Braden thought it was cool. And, you know, and hey, you're helping some kids that well, you're helping kids that won't have a Christmas. Yeah. And really Christmas is that, isn't that, you know, it's I mean, we have, drink, we'll have a couple of yeah, It is for kids. It's for kids. Um, you yeah. know, I always say that, you know, the, the concept of, of Santa Claus, and not to get too off track because we're here to talk about sports betting, but the idea that Santa Claus isn't real isn't accurate. You know, is it a Good guy point. up in the North yeah. Pole with a red suit? No, probably not. But the concept of Santa Claus, the concept of being good to one another, that yep. does exist. And, you know, this is, you know, perhaps a chance to, you know, show that. Wait, wait, know wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no Santa? Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Well, there might I, know, be I put cookies okay. down. Okay. I put cookies down every midnight. I come back and they're half eaten. Oh, Kern, so somebody's yeah. doing something. Oh, Kern. Have you yeah. guys ever seen the Seinfeld episode with the, where the girl thinks there's no thinks there's a Santa? The girl that's staying in Charlie's house. No. It, no. It's uh, you guys. You got to uh, Google. I'll, or I'll, it, I'll find it online. It, yeah. It's Netflix. flipping hilarious. But the um, it, it's just like I, I don't know. It, it's just it's one night I look forward to. You know, that for no reason other than people from we see people every year that we worked with at the Daily News that we haven't worked with, you know, Ron Gold, who who is it? Yeah, Kevin yeah, he just emailed like, me. Ron they did. just show up and I get to see them once a year. Uh and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we sit and talk for an hour, hour and a half, and and you know, it's just it's just yeah, and this will be a new place. I mean, I've been to this place. Eddie knows it a lot better than I do. But it, we, we used to do it at, you know, another place that we the did for that, and that was great. Um, but, yeah, it's just – and I think everybody that night goes home. I hope Dana brings some books and we and she can sell them or something. I mean, yeah, for that sure. would be awesome. But um, everybody just goes home feeling good. And you know what? We don't do that enough. Hey, hey Ed, you should make sure, sure. that – you should make sure that there's some big Rube's chicken there. That Because that's uh-huh. where – That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad oh, idea. Oh, He's done I've work never, at Moonshine. Yes. Had, that's exactly why I brought it up. Is that as good as they say, Kev? Yeah. Is that as good as they say? It I've is never very, had. It is very good. Yeah. It is very good. You know, and we'll have this year, uh, we'll have a good NFL game as well. we got the Chiefs and Chargers Ooh. next Thursday night. So, you know, come out and you know, throw, the, throw a bet in. 
uh, come out and beg with us. You know, that's, that's basically what we do. Hope uh, now we'll be Tyree indoors, has right? a big day or something. What's we'll be about? indoors this year. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Ed, let me uh, let me uh, go right to it. All right. So <clears throat> we're a couple years into the legalized gambling end of it in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Um, kind of where has it been the boom that everybody thought it would be at this point? From a sports hand, from a handle standpoint, absolutely. I, in fact, I think it's surpassed what, um, especially in Jersey, uh, it's surpassed what the expectations were. Uh, I think it was in September they passed a one billion dollar for for just for a month for a single month in handle. Uh, they were the first state to have done that. Nevada had never done that. Now I think some of the states are catching on. Uh, frankly, as online gaming, you know, ninety percent. Of sports betting is done on, on here, the, phone. the studies say, um, and it's it's what it's what's allowed New Jersey and Pennsylvania, frankly, to jump ahead in Nevada in sports betting handling, uh, in sports betting handle. Uh, Nevada has been resistant to uh, apps and online gaming, uh, online sports betting, uh, because you know they feel, and I get this, they feel that it would make those giant hotels and sports books obsolete. Um, so that's a battle that they're having, but in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, uh, it's been extremely successful in the set. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Uh, this is a dumb question, but Eddie, you, you look, we all know people that, that bookies, right? Mm-hmm. Has there, cause I think we worried about this. Has, have they been affected by the fact that people are now betting? Uh, and I know it's hard to tell, but I mean, from what you hear is, is that, are they still doing well for themselves too? No, I think I would have to think that they're impacted. I, I don't know that much of the underground, right. um, um, you know, but but let me say that the, you know, the, what's called the, you know, the, the dark market, the black market, that will always exist because you bet on credit. Um, you know, you call there's a guy, you call him up, 50 bucks on the Chiefs. You don't have to come up with that 50. So that credit will always, that that outlet will always be there. Um, the problem is, and what, what, you know, the younger generations and what, frankly, what they're pushing on TV, every third commercial is the, the, the these wild parlay bets, you know, five team or, you know, well, right. the local guy isn't taking that. Um, right. and he isn't offering, you know, $500,000 chance, which they call you know, them teasers for a reason, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's, that's, a, they'll take two team teasers. Mm-hmm. They won't take three or four team teasers generally. And then right. they, you get into the, uh, in the specific player props and all that other stuff. That's not what the, the, the corner guys are taking. And when you talk about it's on the sport gambling itself, it's been beneficial for New Jersey, but I think everybody believed it would help the hotels in some way. Has there been a, a, a tangible kind of impact on that at all? Uh, because so much of it is online, I, I, I would have to say no. Um, that's a, that's a question that I'm not, as uh, equipped to answer. No, no, right? I understand. It's just one of those things when you mentioned it that way. And I, I thought, because look, I, I, I was at the trop this summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a Saturday night and people were coming in and out of the sports book, but the hotel itself was pretty empty um, for a Saturday night in, in August. Um, and that's what makes me wonder, like if that portion of it, which benefits people who work in restaurants and all that, if that's impact has been felt yet. Well, and I think the pandemic has to be factored in there too, too because yeah. I was in, uh, I was in Vegas uh, when the Eagles played and Vegas was, you know, it was, it was packed. Right. Um, you know, and, and we were maybe in a different 
part of different uh, uh, part of the, the 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 percentage of people who are vaccinated there. So I, I I I'm not sure how to answer that, frankly. Um, but because of the proliferation of, of how much of it is mobile, um, yeah, I would think that the the, the hotels are, have not felt that benefit just yet. And Vegas obviously is benefit because now they have an NFL team and they, that does draw people in, but are people less likely to get on an airplane and go to Vegas than they would have been five years right. ago? Right. Yeah. I would think so. I think people, there is still that hes- hesitancy. Um, but you know, it, and now we're getting into the, to the new variant. So, you know, it's, we're sort of like in a peak in a valley. Um, but the, you know, there was, there was not a lot of hesitancy. There was not a lot of, uh, vacancies, I should say, uh, that weekend the Eagles played the Raiders. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Eddie, can you bet the, the Raiders on the Raiders in Vegas or, or like UNLV or whatever? Cause I know you had a big thing in your newsletter this week about the Jersey issue where, you know, if God forbid Rutgers ever gets good, could you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, what it is, and New Jersey has uh, a, a stipulation in its sports betting regulations that you can't bet on college teams located in New Jersey or college competitions in New Jersey. So while New Jersey is number one in sports betting handle, you're not going to be able to bet this week's Army-Navy game over in Jersey. Uh, people who are at the Meadowlands, there's a fan duel uh, uh, sports book at the Meadowlands. Uh, they can't go in there and place. And, and if uh, there was an East Regional NCAA tournament at the Meadowlands, you could not bet that. Right now, you can't bet that, and, and that okay. that is happening in 2025. And okay. it's not simply, um, you know, an act of the uh, state legislature changing the rules. It's in the Constitution, and it has wow. to it has to be changed by voter referendum. Uh, there was zero interest in doing that this year in November. In fact, it was on the ballot and it failed and there was no momentum for it. No, none of the, my guess in talking to some of the folks, the sports book people who you would think would be interested in, Hey, let's, you know, let's get rid of this sort of arcane uh, um, uh, regulation. Weren't getting behind it. Cause I, what I'm hearing is they didn't want to feel like, you know, pigs, like, you know, we're getting, you know, here comes, all these commercials and oh by the way let's change the rules and, and up the sports betting to even more yeah. the, the, the yeah. feeling is that people aren't ready for that, that that it would it would sort of dampen what the momentum that they already have does that exist in vegas no it doesn't and the reason that oh, okay. it does exist in new jersey because new jersey was fighting led the fight um uh, from you know the early from since the late 90s and in 2011 passed Sports betting legislation, even though sports betting wasn't legal, that was but Chris, they that was a Chris up, Christie thing at that point. Yes, they, they yeah they set up um, uh, uh, a sort of barometer. A, I'm sorry, a, a template for it. And the reason that they excluded the, the colleges, the local colleges, and the college competition is to was to make it sort of more palatable for uh, voters and and even politicians to get behind it. You know that was. Sports betting was was deep in the in the closet at that at that stage. You know, everybody who bet sports was you know hanging with Tony Soprano, which you know that's not the case. But in order to pass that legislation, so that when the uh, the sports betting laws eventually were were when the Supreme Court overturned the ban, seven years later, New Jersey was ready to hit the ground running because they already had uh, sports betting law. 
But Eddie, does that apply to pro teams in Jersey too? Uh, no, and it, and it doesn't apply to Nevada, and it doesn't apply to pro teams. Okay. Just like it doesn't, like Penn State, there's no prohibition uh, of Penn State in Pennsylvania. Uh, one, one of the best lines was when Mississippi was getting uh, was was getting its sports betting act together. Uh, there was there was that was introduced. Like, okay, we'll have sports betting in Mississippi, but we can't bet on you know the local college teams, which you know, if you know Mississippi, that's all there is in the, you know, in college football. And when the governor stepped up and said, we're either having betting on the college teams or we're not having anything at all. He's like, you know, he's like, let's not be stupid here. Uh, Ed Barkowitz joins us. Ed, when all these leagues have now embraced it, you know, in different manners, um, you know, obviously the nonstop advertisements on games itself, um, points the nfl though is the one that it, it feels strange because they're in and then they're not you know like they they, they still frown upon like point spreads being mentioned out loud on their broadcast and, and all that do you sense that these leagues ha, ha, have warmed up to the fact that there's money to be made obviously but there's also uh, that moral thing that kept pulling them away from it, it they're kind of lo- loosening up on now yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you, you, you everybody's got a deal. I mean, there's 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 a sports book at the Capitals uh, Arena. You can, you know, there's there is a sports book presence, not actually a sports book, but but the last time I was in the Wells Fargo Center, Rivers had up at the top, uh, you know, the, the the very top, right? Where we, in fact, we were covering games there yep. during the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I, I the, because it's 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 sort of mainstreamed a little bit, but but. What what I'd like what the next step in this is, is there's 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 problem gamblers there's there's that's a real thing, mm-hmm. and it's going to get worse. And you know, these commercials just drive me nuts. Of hey, here's a five team parlay. And thank you, Eddie. Thank what, you. I, the, I, the, the, oh, there's hey, a woman who does it. Yeah. I forget what commercial um, was with Martin Lawrence yelling yelling that she's got more legs on her parlay than a spider. And the guy who's sitting there, you know, he wants to sit this one out or he's contemplating his picks. He gets kind of, you know, he, he's dismissed. In fact, you know, he's castigated. Uh, that's not the way sports betting should work. And we were talking a little bit about what what the DraftKings CEO said this week about, you know, it's it's an entertainment thing. Well, movies are entertainment. This yeah. this is you're putting up real money and losing that money. Um, it's it's similar. No, to Eddie. Power. Everybody wins. No, no, no. Yeah. Everybody wins. You're you're missing the point. Everybody. I love the one where they say you don't really like anybody in the UConn game, but have some skin in the game. It's getting to the point where you can't. And it's not a guy who really bets like that's his livelihood, or that's it's the casual person that doesn't know any better. Yeah. It just think, you know, yeah, I'm going to put ten bucks on this thing and. Yeah, hey, I'm going to win a hundred thousand. It's like, no, no, you're not. It's, you know, it's just like, I mean, it's not unlike you know Gus the Groundhog telling me to go play Powerball. I yeah, mean, it's, <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, oh. and and the commercials have have hit the saturation point, and obviously they'll go a little bit away once the NFL goes away in in February. But I mean, no, they won't. No, they won't. Well, they'll, they'll, sure, they'll get dialed down, but they'll get dialed yeah. down a little bit. No, they won't. They'll be, they'll be telling you to bet every basketball game that's that's any being played anywhere. I I know Kevin. I listen to talk radio enough to know 
every other commercial yeah. is for a gambling site. It, it'll, They're not it'll, going away just because the NFL stops playing on, you know, Super Bowl Sunday or whatever. No, so. it, it'll 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 tail off when the NBA finals are over and there's only baseball, and then it'll pick back yeah. up in in maybe, late August when the preseason games are right. Maybe, maybe there's only baseball. You never know. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. Oh, <laughs> we might be getting back to. Uh, 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 Korean tennis. Yes, exactly. Uh, then, you know, Russian table. See, tennis. Then you yeah. can play a multi, a, a, a game parlay on when they're coming back. Exactly. We'll start putting that stuff out. Like, who's the first player that's going to add bat or something? Or yeah, I, I can see this coming. Jesus. And, and it's it, one thing. Obviously, live uh, down in the stadium district came mm-hmm. in, and that is that. It's a very public spot because it's right behind the the outfield walls in Citizens Bank Park. Uh, but you, you know the three PA casinos. I I found the way they've approached the sports gambling experience in their buildings to be interesting because I I almost think that they're recognizing that they're that's not why a lot of people are going to do it like in person there. That you know a lot of there like the one at live the sports book's not that big, and right. as opposed to parks where it's everything it feels like. Um, are you surprised by the way Rivers, Parks, and and Live have handled the stuff here? I think what you're, I think you, you made the point that that it's it's sort of a uh, the idea of a giant sports book is obsolete. I mean, it might be okay like at a destination uh, uh, city like Vegas, uh, but you know, I see why. Remember, if you remember uh, uh, when when sports betting first. Started took hold here, and what is Rivers was the sugar house, right? And the sports book was was a little bit like a big bedroom, like it was really yeah. small. Like it was, you know, it was crammed in chairs. It was like they would. I mean, they, it was like what they used to do with the horse racing. There was like one or two windows, right? Right, right. And lines all over the place. So, right. uh, part Parks has a nice setup. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, that, I really do like their setup, um, but. You know, because of because of this, every place is a sports book essentially. It's you know, you put your action in and you're there. I mean, you don't need a you don't need a window. In front, in, in fact, you know, because of the proliferation of prop bets and you know teasers and those kind of things and parlays, um, you know, standing at a window and you know you got to come up with the number. You got to you know, it's just not practical. Mike, yeah, Eddie, I'm just wondering if. Like, where are we going to be five or ten years from now? You know, is every commercial on radio going to be? I mean, I don't know. Will we ever reach a saturation point or is gambling so prevalent that it's only going to keep, you know, where people are basically gambling on every single pitch and every single snap and whatever? I mean, I can't see it getting much bigger, but I guess it can. In in baseball, uh, it will. Um, because there's the, you know, that natural, uh, um, uh, stoppages, um, right. You know, you know, guy, you know, from, um, like you say, pitch to pitch almost. Um, no, I, I mean, it, you can go, it, where are we going to be in five years? I, I mean, it's only going to grow, you know, yeah. as what, what I'd like to see is I, I, I'd like to see some sort of an education thing in, in schools, um, in, at the high school level, just, just this is why this is bad. You know, here's, you know, it, it's glorified. Drew Brees is up there. You know, all these sort of, you know, iconic players pitching 
you know, uh, the, the glory of sports betting. And, and I got to tell you, Mike and Kev, we've sat down it, it, <clears throat> with with players. They don't know anything about sports betting. No. And, it, you know, there there's, you know, the the idea that there was, uh, like, the, the, the Patriots and Bills the other night, you know, 30-mile-an-hour wins. Well, there's a stat out there. In fact, my guy from the Action Network passed it along to me um, that the under is 13-3 and three in games where there are 25-mile-an-hour wins. That game was 14-10 to 10 last week. Um, one, one touch, the one touchdown was scored on a, on a long run. Um, uh, another touchdown was scored when the ball hit the Patriots guy in, in, a, in a special teams play. So, so there was nothing happening there. But, but there are there are, there are different things. There are there's information. There's there's trends. There's there's you know stats. There's there's so much that goes into it that the casual better is basically playing uphill because of the of the juice. It's just it's right. a really difficult proposition to win at, and I and you know. It, to glorify it and to say, you know, you know, come bet an 18 parlay and, and win $25,000. I mean, I, I write about that stuff and it's interesting, but you just got to be careful. And Eddie, don't we too, I mean, we saw the thing with the hockey player and I don't know what all was, but don't we run the risk at some point too of some athletes getting in maybe over, and, and maybe we, we didn't need legal sports betting for that to happen, but don't we maybe run into that problem that's Although it, it behooves me, like why a guy making millions of dollars would want to bet, but that's beyond me. But could that be a problem down the road? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if you can think of it, then it can happen. You know, like here's a situation. Um, you know, star player has a lot of friends, a lot of people who, you know, depend on him for different things. You know, he, he's not feeling up for tonight's game. He wakes up in the morning, you know, that, that ankle that's been bothering him, you know, still bothering him. So, you know, is his first call to to his coach or to you know whoever to say you know I might not be you know make I might not suit up uh, tonight, or does he call someone else and you know get in the action before you know the line moves before the news gets out because it's all about information, and you know that it doesn't have to be a, a pro player. In fact, it's yeah. not going to be a pro player. Yeah. You know, the college kids are 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 that's where you know that's where there, there's treachery there. Uh, Ed Barkowitz is joining us. Ed, let's get into some of the individual stuff. Uh, let me go to college basketball. And one thing you passed along in some notes you, you sent us, Villanova, ever since they lost to Purdue, there's two interesting numbers with them, and the one is on the under. Uh, can you talk about that? Yeah, they, 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 they've ratcheted up the defense a little bit, um, and I think it's their last four that have come in under. Um, you know, the, the, these, these type of things – um, and then they play Baylor on Sunday. I don't have a line for that. I haven't seen a line for that yet. Um, Baylor could but, be playing for number one after what happened last probably night. Probably will be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was terrific. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Jay is kind of ratcheted up the defense a little bit, and the competition hasn't been what it usually is or what it had been, you know, UCLA and Purdue. Uh, so, yeah, the under is, is trending there, and uh, I saw the uh, the number tonight. As it, uh, tomorrow, as it relates to uh, Sixers and Golden State, right? Uh, Golden State is number one in in, in uh, points allowed, uh, in fewest points allowed, uh, fewest uh, worst field goal percentage. You think Golden State is a you know as a, as an over type team? A lot of their games are coming on, in under too. So so those are the kind of things that you got to look for and that you got to know before it, that would help 
you're never going to win every bet. No, that, that doesn't happen. The guys who tell you that they're 60, 75% winners, that, that's yeah. – anybody who wins at that clip isn't telling anybody who wins at that clip. You know, <laughs> the, guy, Eddie, the guy who was on Girardi and I's podcast, um, his last name's Feinberg, and I, Brad, Brad, Brad Feinberg, Brad. He yeah. told us – and it was I, – I never thought – I had sort of had – me and you probably had discussion about this. The world, in general, bets over in favorites. That's what they – more people are going to bet the favorite than the underdog. More people are going to bet the over than the under. And he says that's why a lot of times he looks at the under and looks at the at the underdog. And is, is there some truth to that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the sports books got hammered in in late October, early November because all the favorites were winning. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's what the public likes to play. I mean, it's – you know, and there are teams – that the public likes to play. The public likes playing Aaron Rodgers. You know, well they're they're they've covered they're they're number one in cover um, mm-hmm. in the NFL. They've covered they have the best cover percentage. So that's been hurting the sports book. Um, there are there's a feeling that you know I don't know exactly you know if I'm a, a novice player and I don't exactly know you know this matchup. Boy, I, I know this team that's favored. I, I you know I know that. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I know that uh, the, the the Bills are, are are three. They're at home. They're laying three. They're at home. So I'm gonna, I'm going to take the Bills here. Well, then the, you know here comes Mother Nature and fouls everything up. Well, that's that doesn't get factored into there. So the right. sports books from what I the, that I talked to, uh, there was a lot of action on the Bills on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I guess in wait a minute, Kevin. One day, we're talking about bowl season. Uh, in fact, there's 400,000 bowl games, which is a problem right there. As you sent out to Kevin, I twenty-one of the teams are six and six, and one I believe is six and seven. But a lot of the bowl stuff, Eddie, is about teams nobody knows anything about, right? I mean, you know, Florida International or whatever. And a lot of times in bowl games, you got to be up on who's not playing, right? Or who? Oh, I remember last year Florida played Oklahoma, I believe it was in a, 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 some bowl game, and I knew that Florida didn't have like five or six or seven of their guys weren't playing because okay. I know a guy who's a Florida guy. Mike, Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry. Oh, Ken, yeah. Kenny Pickett has talked about he may not play in the Peach Bowl. Seriously, I didn't hear that, Kevin. Yeah, that was that was yesterday. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a better, you really got to stay up on that, don't you? Yeah, and that's in fact, if you're an odds maker, you have to stay up on it. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, good point. Good that's, point. That's the thing, and that, that all right. The hypothetical, you know, Kenny Pickett's roommate or cousin or whoever finds out that Kenny's leaning toward not playing. Does that Guy act on that action I and mean, act on that news. You know, does he does he know something? You know, I mean, that's, that's you go a for the middle, Eddie. You go for the middle. Well, you can do that, but that, that's that, that's that's an inherent danger with you know the proliferation. <laughs> the, information is golden in this business. And, and the other thing yeah. in bowl games that I, I could cite you so many examples. Which team doesn't want to be there? Because right. there's, there's and, and if there's forty some bowl game, there's always. I remember one year, a few years ago, I think it was the year Alabama lost the kick six at Auburn, but they were playing Utah in the, like the Sugar Bowl or whatever it was. I had no they were interest in double it. digits, and Utah won the game outright. Yeah. Now Utah's not going to beat out. If they play ten times, they're not going to beat Alabama more than once. But that night, they not only were they to bet getting eleven, but you know you could have went out and put that. And there's, that on. happens a lot. In, in bowl games, where you just say, yeah, this team now, like I'm thinking this year, Notre Dame, I think, really wants to be at their bowl game yeah. because yeah. of the new coach. Now, will that mean they're going to beat Oklahoma State? Who the hell knows? I, I have Good. no clue. 
know, and then you have a hit. These teams are going to have new coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's what's going to be interesting. Ed, is there anything this weekend slate that kind of jumps out at you? Uh, we got a good Monday nighter. Uh, yeah, and that's an interesting line. It's two and a half right now in favor of the Cardinals over the Rams. Yeah, that, where's that, that game at? Arizona. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's an interesting game. Uh, Arizona's only laying two and a half at home. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I that that's a game that I'm looking at. I haven't you know figured it out yet, but you know the the number, the the two numbers in the NFL that. I, again, I'm not a professional, you know, I'd lose, I, I had under in the Texas tech, uh, damn Seton Hall game yesterday <laughs> and they, they went five and a half minutes and nobody scored. It's just, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Five and a half minutes. They had two points. Anyway, uh, in, football, in the NFL, uh, the numbers are three and seven. Those are the two key numbers. If you have, because more games are de- decided by exactly three points and exactly seven points. So if you see a number that's three and a half, like Minnesota was three and a half in the, mm-hmm. yesterday, and that's a that could be a little bit of a scary number because you know obviously Pittsburgh comes back. You know. So so watch that the the difference between two and a half, three and three and a half is significant generally in the NFL. And, and um, I should and I should point out games this weekend that are at three are the Bills Bucks, uh, Tampa's favored by three, uh, and Baltimore Cleveland Cleveland's favored by three. Yeah, so those are the games. There's something called the uh, the Wong teaser. It was developed by a, uh, a professional sports better. I mean, he's a brilliant guy. Um, where if you see that number, that two and a half, three, you tease through it uh, so that you would tease the underdog in this case if it was three and a half, uh, which is what Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So you tease Pittsburgh. This is generally a six-point teaser. So now you, get, you tease Pittsburgh up from three and a half to nine and a half uh, plus. So if Pittsburgh loses, it doesn't lose by any more than ten, then you're you know that part of your bet has won. So you get you get three, you get the three, you get three and a half, you get three, you get four, and you get seven in that teaser. Uh, but now you have to match it up with another one. So that's like a that's like an inside baseball thing that I had learned, you know, in the within the last three years that I didn't know, you know, because I was just a you know twenty five dollar you know give me old Michigan State kind. Does the same thing exist with the seven and a half, Eddie, that you would tease it to 13 and a half? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would think it does, Mike. I, I would defer to a professional better on something like that. Um, but I, I think what, yeah, the, what you want to do is you want to get out of those. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's more three, three and a half because okay. the teams are relatively closer. I got gotcha. you. You know gotcha. what I mean? Can either of you guys explain to me? And like I said, I'm, I'm a lot less of a, I don't bet. I, okay. Why Utah was only a three-point favorite last night against the Sixers? Because I looked at that <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, am I missing something? And then the Sixers well, win. Utah did play the night before in Minnesota. I, I, that's fine, I, Kevin. That, that's a good enough. I, I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm thinking that probably yeah. played a, rack, a yeah. factor. And the in Sixers, it. the Sixers were winning at one point, so you know. Uh, look, Eddie says he's got to yep. get going because he's got fit. Eddie, what, before you leave. Can you just tell people what you're doing now if they want to follow you or how they can? Yeah, I'm still on Twitter. I'm, you know, semi-retired. Um, um, I'm writing, I started last week writing a sports betting notes uh, uh, column for the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, inquire.com. Um, uh, on Twitter at Ed Barkowitz uh, and bartend the next Thursday. That's, yeah, uh, like that's the said, main like one. That, 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, how about the, the, uh, the email you write for? Can people get involved with that or? Yeah, I mean, I'm at Barkoe, B-A-R-K-O-W-E at gmail.com. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm like you, Mike. I, I, I got nothing to do and all day to do it. So <laughs> My favorite line. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, still staying in the game a little bit, but, um, you know, doing some other things as well. Ed Barkowitz, uh, again, read him in the Inquirer for his newsletter on, on sports gambling. And, again, be there next Thursday night at Moonshine uh, for the annual Christmas toy drive. Ed, thanks for so joining us. Thanks for hopping on, buddy. All right, boy. Be good. Ed well, Barkowitz folks. joining us. We'll be back on Working the Beat right after this. And our thanks to Ed Barkowitz for joining us. Uh, always interesting to catch up on the state kind of of gambling at this point because it is such a big part of what we talk about anymore with sports. It, it, you know, it always was there, Mike, but it but it's just exploded since it's, it's too to me. Yeah, like again, I'm not a gambler, uh, but I follow gambling. Like I, you know, I, I follow it, I know about it, but I just don't put my real money down. It's too much. I mean, I listen to like the morning show. Like if I listen to John Kincaid's show, and I like John. I, it's not their fault. Every other commercial is, is that. And, and at some point, and I know they got to do it, and, and it's making the station money. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not stupid. But, I mean, I just can't take it anymore. I can't take, you know, Jamie telling me that every, you know, prop swap, you're going to make, you know, all this money. Well, if prop swap's paying out money, then that means prop swap ain't making money. Right. So somebody's losing money, you know, and, and I get it. In gambling, somebody's going to lose, somebody's going to win. It, that, that's More people are going to lose than are going to win. That's the basic premise of it. That's why they build new casinos. That's you know, If, if the, the people taking the bets weren't making profits, then they wouldn't be taking bets. It's very simple. But again, you, you know, it's we've just been through a pandemic, which probably only increases people's need to do that. Um, hey, look, it's never going to go away. It's, it's, it, 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 it's like all the other problems in life. And I'm sure people don't see gambling as a problem. And I I also say this, not um, not dismissively, but uh, you know when you have two te- you have two teams at least here that are really bad. I think what happens is that people look to try to stay interested, and I think that gambling gambling is a way that they keep interested in games and have uh, to have a connection even when they don't have the Flyers or the Sixer rooting interest. That Let me ask you a question, Kevin. So let's let's say there's um four four fifteen NFL games in a weekend. I'm just using NFL as an example. Sure. Why do I have to care about every game? Like, like I, Mike, why, Mike, I agree. Are, I, uh, if the Bears are playing the the Saints, let's just say for sake of argument, and I don't care what I owed about the game, I don't have. But there are people who will bet twenty dollars or twenty five dollars on that game just so they can see a score to see if they won or not. That's sick. That's that is the sickness part of it. You're right. You know, if you just if you're looking at like let's say you look at the the Bills uh, Patriots this week and you really have an opinion on the game, you think okay, I think the Bills are going to snap back or whatever. Whatever. I mean, the Bills Bucks, not the Bills Mm -hmm. Patriots. Um, Okay, I can understand. Hey, you're going to watch the game. Maybe you want to have a bet on the Dallas Washington game this week on Sunday. But there are people. And, and this is where the real gamblers don't do this. The real good gamblers mm-hmm. might bet three games out of 13, yeah. you know, because that's the three yeah, games. Yeah, betting the but board the is gambler, stupid. Yeah, but but how many people do that, though? You, you, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, now, like, you know, like I said, you can bet on how many points a guy is going to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, who's going to do it? It's, 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 it's become way, way, way too much for me anyway. Uh, and I love to hear these people call in and talk about, 
oh, I love this game. Or I love it. And they never call you. And obviously, you're not going to win all your games. And you got to win, I think, what, about a 55% clip to break even, yeah, something like because that. Because of the juice. and yeah, Because of the juice. And, and, and if you even, you know, most successful gamblers maybe win 57 or 58% of their games. But then you get these guys who say they win 75% of their games. And like Eddie said, if you're winning 75% of your games, you won't be giving out the games. Yeah. You just be betting the game. So I remember Dick Girardi did a great story on this. Oh God, twenty years ago, where he he called a couple of the people who were saying call this number, and and it was hilarious. And you know, because Dick writes like that, and he was just you know, and he said that at some point to the guy, you know, why are you giving these? And and it was hilarious. And and it's nothing's changed. It's it's only but but look, people if people feel that they have to bet every single day on something, hey, go for it. That, that, that's why it's there. You know, it's like people that used to go to racetrack, right? It's mm-hmm. the same reason. You know, who goes to the racetrack and only bets two of the ten races? You know, it's like you're there. Oh, it's the fourth race. I got to bet something. Well, okay. You know, it's whatever. I just – it, and God bless them. If people are having fun doing it, God bless them. Yeah, and that that's like this whole fantasy thing just is – that's why I can't get involved with fantasy because I can't sit there – if the Bucks are on the two-yard line, I'm going to curse out Tom Brady because he didn't give the ball to the guy who I have on my team. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't. I'm sorry, Kevin. I, maybe I'm just a boring old man. I, I don't know, but I can't do that, man. I, I just that's why I sit there and 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 you know, give me the score of the game. Oh, oh, just the Saints are beating the Washingtons. Okay, you know, do I have to watch every play of every game? No, I don't. You know, that's why they have highlight shows. Um. By the way. How bad are the Minnesota Vikings, by the way? Well, they won last night. Kevin, they're up 29 to nothing over a team with a quarterback who's probably going to retire well, at the end of Kirk, the year. Kirk Cousins, I don't get why Kirk Cousins was throwing as much as he was up 29 nothing. I just don't. He, he can't, it's, first of all. And your I, running I back is going gangbusters. Yeah. I don't like the coach. I, I, think he, I think he may be done at the end of the year. If may I guess if they make the playoffs, maybe not. But I mean, think about the NFC, Kevin. This is what the NFC is. The NFC is the Eagles, Washington, which admittedly has won four games in a row. Washington, Minnesota, but they're not good. They're not good, but they're, they're, they're not, not bad. bad. But they're not good. And 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 then you got the Minnesota. I mean, who else is in the mix? The 49ers, I guess, are in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, they they, they have I'm the probably, seventh spot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably leaving somebody out. But these teams are no good. I mean, then you look at the AFC, and it's the same kind of thing in the middle. Uh, and the NFL's created this, and they I think they like this. I think they they want this. Well, I but. think the seventh playoff bid, or the seventh seeds getting in, is what's created this. Is, is that going is, away after this year? Is no, it is not. Weird? It's not. It's, it's they, want in, they want to incentivize to have the, to have the teams um, – uh, go for the number one seed. So that's the only way you, you do I it. I mean, and plus it also generates revenue because. And is baseball is baseball going to go to like they're going to have uh, more? Who, kno- I, who knows what baseball's going to do at this point? By the way, Carolina. Well, no, I'm asking you. Do you? I think know Carolina is also in the mix. That's a five and Carolina. Yeah, another team. I mean, really? Like, I'm nothing against Matt Rule. Nothing against Nick Sirianni. Nothing against any of these teams. But they're very average football teams, and most of them don't have a quarterback. That's, I mean, now the Vikings do. I mean, he's, he's a decent quarterback. He's not great. The, the 49ers do. He can, but by the, he, by the way, you mentioned Washington, right? You know Washington's 5-2 sure. in conference? Yeah, and, and 
You want to know another stat? Think about this. Everybody that said the Eagles were going to, like, dominate the NFC East or whatever, and they still might because they have four games left. They're only two in the NFC East. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody was trying to tell me, well, yeah, they're going to go five and one in the NFC because all these teams stink. Okay. They all stink, but you're 0-2. And, you know, Washington, the two Washington games are probably going to be toss-ups. I think they should beat the Giants in the rematch. And Dallas, who the hell knows? By the way, it it should be pointed out that officially there is only one team out of the 32 in the whole league who has been eliminated from playoff contention. Can I try, can I try to guess? Yeah, go ahead. Houston? Houston. Yep. Wow. Houston Man. is the only team Houston is the only team that has been eliminated officially. Jacksonville you know, still hasn't. Kevin, just like we haven't talked about Ben Simmons in like a month, right? Like Ben Simmons is just out there somewhere. We don't know. Whatever. Deshaun Watson has not been even like mentioned. Oh, it's past like the trade deadline because it's, yeah, it's not going to, yeah, because it's not going to happen until the end of the season. And the other thing, would, would people in Philadelphia please, 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 please stop bringing up Russell Wilson's name? Russell Wilson, every time there's a story about Russell Wilson, the Eagles are never mentioned as a team that he wants to go to. Now, that doesn't mean that he couldn't change his mind, but the latest story was that the three teams were the Giants. The, 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 oh, God. What, oh, God. The Giants. Cowboys, wasn't it? Cowboys, and there was one other. And I don't know why you say the Cowboys, because they got that. But, and there was one other. I can't remember the one other. And, and like, even I, I read a story by, it might have been by EJ, and I like EJ. And you got, it's just saying that, you know, trying to figure out what the Eagles could be doing. Um, and, and even mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Please, please, come on, people, please. Aaron Rodgers at 39 years old is not coming to the Eagles to lead them to the Super Bowl. Well, can, can we please get past that? Oh, God. Jalen Hurts is going to be your quarterback next year. Okay? Whether we like it or not, especially if they make the play. If they make the playoff, there is nobody in the draft that they're going to move up the draft. Okay? Let's just – they're not going to move up to take somebody in this draft. Okay, they're already talking about trading one of their picks for next year to get more capital for next year. And unless the only guy that I can see them making a move for that makes sense to me is Deshaun Watson. Because he's young, he's good, and I don't know what it would cost you, but, you know, forget Rodgers, forget Wilson, forget the draft. So that pretty much narrows it to, I I'm think. Not, I'm not necessarily in forget the draft mode. That's fine. Well, I'll tell you what then. Draft Pickett, draft the guy from Ole Miss, and let him be your starting quarterback in week one next year. Because that scenario sucks, Kevin. I don't want to hear that. I'm just Pickett telling is you. not leading your team to the playoffs next year. The Eagles want to win now. They don't want to be in a three-year period. They don't. That They, they don't want to be that. They, 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 they were kind of resigned to that a little bit this year, and then now they're in the playoff hunt anyway. But They've got an offensive line that can't wait three years, it, probably. You know, they, they might have Kelsey for another year or two. And I know they have a replay, and they might have Lane John, whatever. I'm telling you right now, if the Eagles don't, I think the Eagles are going to try to do something. But I think if push comes to shove, they may just say, hey, you know what? Especially if they make the playoffs this year or, or miss by a game, or which is probably one of those two scenarios is going to happen. And they're just going to say, you know what? We can milk Jalen Hurts. We can be a, a 9-10 win team, whatever. We might not be that team. 
that we want to be at some point. But I, none of these guys in this draft do anything for me next year. So, so unless you're, so you, even if you draft one of those guys, you better have well, another Mike, quarterback. Mike, I'm not saying I'm in love with the idea either, but I just think no, that, that I could see them doing it if it's seven, like at 25. Yeah, 24. Seven, step back a second, though. That's fine. But if you draft the guy at 25, you still have to have a quarterback for next year. Yeah, I think the guy at 25 is not coming in and doing what Matt Jones is doing in New England. No, but okay? I think that ain't happening. But Mike, I think what they'll do is they'll do something like Minshew for half a year and then turn it over to the kid, whoever it is. Well, why won't you do Jalen Hurts for a year? Because you're paying you him a million and a half dollars. Because you can. Well, you also got Minshew on the last year of his expiring contract. Well, did, did Jalen Hurts win you some games this year? Uh. Yeah, but it also takes the the true competition away for the new guy. I uh, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just telling you. I would it surprise yeah. me? No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It, so if you bring the new guy in halfway through next, you're throwing next season away. You're you're basically saying we ain't winning this year. Eagles don't do that. I'm telling you right now, in the Eagles' brain, in in their organization right now, where they sit up there, Jeff and all the boys, they're looking at next year, rightly or wrong as a year where they can win the division and maybe make some noise in the playoffs. I will guarantee you that. And I'm not saying you should be thinking like that because if they have a good draft, I heard some guy today, what was it? The guy who used to be, um, who's now Villanova was on the Packers. Um, um, oh, uh, Andrew Brandt. Andrew Brandt was saying, well, you know, if the Eagles, when the Eagles get three studs in the draft, who the hell thinks the Eagles are getting three studs in the draft? Please, please tell me this. I need to know. Who are the Eagles getting at 13, 18, and 23 that are going to be studs? If they get one stud out of next year's draft, I'll be happy. One. Yeah. One stud and maybe two okay players. So let, let, let's just we, – we got to calm down. We, we just we – need, we need to calm yeah. down. But, yeah, we do. But everything is so, everything is so whacked in this town right now because the Flyers think there's no baseball – and even if there was baseball, you wouldn't be holding that great hope for the Phillies. And the Sixers are just kind of there because they ain't winning the championship. You know, um, uh, maybe if they go out and get Dame Lillard, I don't know. Who knows? You're very, ho, ho, ho. You're, I was just going to say, you're very, like, you're very, Was like, anything I just said to you wrong? No, but you're very, okay, like. Okay, well then, well, then cease. That's the end of the cease. If, if nothing I said was <laughs> truth is a valid defense in 48 states. I'm not sure which two it's not. It's probably like Alabama and Mississippi. But the truth is a valid oh, defense. I think that's we're, a, in a, we're, <laughs> we're in a bad time. We're in a bad time right now in Philadelphia. And the Eagles actually are the one thing we can look to and, and feel at least, hey, they got a chance. Whatever you think about the Eagles, if you'd rather see them not make the playoffs or where they're in the playoff hunt. Well, because because of the way it's set up. And they could make it. If they don't make it, they'll probably just miss. And you might have a playoff game here in January. Or not here, but you might be in a playoff game in January. And you know what? Right now, that's not such a bad thing. Uh, you know, they're not winning the Super Bowl. They're not getting to the NFC title game. But, you know, you get some of these young guys are playing in a, in a – look, I mean, Washington played in one last year, and they didn't play that badly. I mean, you know, and they found a quarterback. For crying out loud, whatever you think of Taylor Heineke, but you know, I got nothing. I got nothing. You think, you think, you think Villanova can win this week? 
College football or college basketball? Either. Both. Hell. I, I wouldn't like them against uh, South Dakota State in basketball. See, and look, or yeah, in football I, and then co- basketball, they, you know, going to Baylor is a tough, tough gig. I think they got a shot in, in both games. Uh, yeah, is Baylor going to be tough? Sure. It, it's absolutely going to be tough. Uh, Villanova's going to have to play a great game. They've got a really good backcourt. I mean, that's, you know, if they can defend Baylor, which isn't obviously going to be easy as we saw last year in the tournament. And I think the football team has, I, I think, a lot. And now the cornerback situation, I can't, you know, if they're two, the best, their best cornerbacks don't play, that can be a problem. But I think at home, with a team coming from South Dakota, although the rain could play a factor, you know, I can't, if it rains, that throws everything off. Uh, but I think their quarterback needs to have a really, really, really good game. He did not play well last week, and they still won barely. But uh, I, I would lean towards the Wildcats. I, I, I don't. The, the week after that could be really treacherous because they're going to have to go on the road to a really good team. Well, but um, let me let me hit a couple other items here before sure. before we go. Um, one Tiger is going to play in that Hero World Challenge, which is his tournament uh, with his son. Um, or I'm not his tournament. Well, with his son. Yeah, it's the one he played in last year with his son. Yeah. Uh, should we – are we are we not going to see him even at majors going forward, though, with the way he talked about uh... – No, I think the way he talked made it sound like you may see him at majors. Okay. I mean, basically what he said was, I'm going to be like Ben Hogan. You know, I mean, in 1953, Ben – you know, four years after his car crash, it, where, after he'd won like three – Ben Hogan played in six tournaments. Yeah. You know, he won five of them. I don't think Tiger's going to put whatever. Three of them were majors. So I think what Tiger's kind of saying is, uh, you may see me play. I don't know how good you're going to see me play, but I'm going to have to pick and choose and cherry pick. Yeah. Now, cherry pick is not playing in majors because you're not cherry picking anything. But I think you could maybe, and I again, I don't know what his leg's like. I think every, the whole world's going to be watching when he plays in that tournament with his son. Hey, because his son played great last year. Yeah. His 12-year-old son is, you know, he would, I think, made an eagle on a hole, if, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken. And Tiger seems to have fun in that thing. Mm-hmm. But everybody's going to be watching for the obvious reasons is, you know, it's 10 months since he crashed his car. I think what you may – look, Tiger can go to Augusta for as long as he wants. Yeah. You know, he's got an no, exemption there. Right. He can go to the British Open for as long as he wants until he's 65. I th- the Masters might be the same thing. Sixty-five. I'm not sure if they. I changed think that. they changed that because of the Billy Caspers of the world. Yes. Yeah, they might have changed it to sixty-five. Uh, the U.S. Open, uh, he's not eligible for because you only get ten years, I believe. Right. But you know, I mean, anyway, it's five you know, years after a Masters, so he's still eligible off his. Masters oh, okay, you're right. You're right, Kevin. You're right. So he would get till 2020. Yeah, I think what you'll see is if his leg is good now. Now I'm I'm making a big assumption. And I don't think you're going to see Tiger play too much if he can't break eight. Right. Because at some point he won't want to be that guy. But let's face it, everybody wants to see Tiger. Right. right. I mean, every just like they want to see Phil. Phil winning the, the, the PGA last year was, was – you can't put a price tag on that. You really can't. Tiger, so so they can see any of the four majors, and maybe not all four, yeah, but, but any of the – like they're going to St. Andrews this year, right. okay, for 150th. Uh, British Open. Tiger will go there. I would, I, well, he's won twice right. in St. Andrews. So I got to believe that's a golf course that he thinks if his game is even 
is is anywhere close to being on that he can play that course. Right. Um, I don't know where I'm trying to think of where some of the other ones are, but there's other tournaments. I mean, there's there's Arnie's tournament in February. Well, the, won, like, the U.S. Times. Open, the U.S. Opens up at the Country Club. Up yeah, in Massachusetts. and, and he, he has no affiliation there right. except for the, the yeah. 99 Ryder Cup. Um, the um, I'm just trying to think of other like the Memorial Tournament, Jack's Tournament. Yeah, he may go which there. he's won. He's won that like seven times, or was it the other one? Was the Firestone? Right, maybe it was Fire. But like, if Jack invites him, and I'm, yeah, you know, I'm sure Jack would. So he may play in, in, in like two or three of those, right? Because you can't just. I don't think as a golfer, I don't think you can just show up for four majors, right? And expect to, because I got to believe in Tiger's mind, even if he's relegated to the fact that I'm not that Tiger anymore. Tiger shows up somewhere. Tiger wants to do well. You know, he doesn't want to be uh, 76, 75, I'll see you later. Let me... Uh, so... Let me, let me get... What do, you, I mean, what do you think? What do you think of... of, of, of I, 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 I think the days of expecting him to compete seriously for these tournaments are over. But I, it's, all, it's good to see him back out there. And it's good, given what happened in February, March, whatever it was... Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he goes back to L.A., um, given what happened a year ago, if he'll show up at L.A. He is connected with Genesis, I think the sponsor of the L.A. Open. Um, not maybe the play, but to, to just be there, it could be interesting to see if he's going to be there. I, I don't know if Tiger wants to be the, the be there guy. I mean, he'll do that at his tournament. You know, he'll because the one year where he was hurt and he couldn't play. Well, and I'm going to be yeah, fascinated to see if Tiger goes into – you know, look, Tiger's an encyclopedia knowledge on the game. I mean, you know, years and years and years. He knows the history of the game well. You, you've dealt with him on this. I mean, I, I wonder if we're going to see him in any way when his playing career is over to become, I don't want to say a talking head, but like a special like ambassador kind of role to the game, you know? I don't think so. You don't see him doing like the Masters tee off? Oh, you mean be a ceremonial guy yeah, for the man? Like a ceremonial. Well, no, 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 no. That's one thing. You made it sound like there was going to be more than one thing. No, I think if at some point Augusta National, like I don't see him doing television. No, no, he he would be bad on television. Um, no, I think Tiger will will. Oh yeah, I mean the Augusta thing will happen at some point in time. Be him now, and Phil at happens. some point, right? Sure, sure. But I think that's still a ways off because usually those guys don't do that kind of thing. Until they're like in their sixties, and they're—I mean, it's—it's it's really far out. They don't—they don't, you know. Guy, I don't think Gary Player did it till he was like in his late sixties. Um, Jack, Jack, Jack Arnie fought against it for years. Yeah, and then they all come to the realization that hey, this is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, and, and you, look, you're a five-time winner of this event. You know, maybe a six-time winner at some point. Who the hell knows? I'm just saying. Um, yeah, and I think he might even seek somebody's counsel. I mean. If Arnie was still alive, he, he used to talk to Arnie sometimes. But look, Tiger's going to make up his own. I could definitely see Tiger and Phil maybe 15, 20 years from now. Sure. You know, when they're like set in, like late 60s, whatever. Yeah, I could see them teeing it off on, on Thursday and maybe even playing in the par three tournament. Yep. Let me. Uh, that's what those guys used to do. A couple other items here that I wanted to run by in literally like minute on each um, one. Oregon is making a push for Chip Kelly to come back. Yep. Uh, one, will it happen? Two, should it happen? Well, if I'm Chip Kelly and my choice is UCLA 
with the guy from Oklahoma across the, the city. And one year, Oregon. only one year left on your contract. So and I, I, I go to Oregon. Okay. If Oregon wants me now, he may not duplicate the 46 and seven that he did when he was there, but that was his greatest success. Yeah. And Oregon remembers that. I mean, he was kind of, he wasn't the first guy. The guy before him actually did well also. I'm trying to remember his name, but but Chip took it to the next level. Yeah, he did. Chip took him to, and yeah, I I could definitely see that happening, sure. Because UCLA football is not a good job. No, it is not. No, it is not. Uh, Sympathies to the families of one, Al Unser Sr., who passed away this morning, four-time Indy 500 winner, and uh, in a shocker, former Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas, who was found dead in his home late Thursday night, uh, apparently had a seizure in the shower. He was 33 years old. So yeah. um, I'll give you one about Al Unser. I covered one Indianapolis 500 in my time right. at the Daily News. It was the one that he won, the last, the 87 one. Right. Uh, and, yeah, and he wasn't even, the, the, the great thing was like three weeks before the race or a month before the race, he didn't have a ride. He, he, was, he, he didn't have a team. He didn't have a ride. Something happened that opened up a ride. He got the ride, and then Mario Andretti was like the favorite because everybody was rooting for Mario kind of. His car conked out like two-thirds of the race. Then there was another guy who was really good at the time. I think he was from Spain or Argentina, or, and his car conked. And Al Unser, Al Unser wins the race. At, I think he was like about 40. Uh, he wasn't young then, you know. And then his son won twice. Bobby Unser uh, won twice. So the Unser's got like six Indies be- between them. That's pretty good. Yeah. But that was the only one I covered, Kevin. The only You, you only wrestled Indy that away from Fleischman, right? So there was some reason why Bill couldn't go. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember all the things because I wasn't thrilled about go. You know, it was, I mean, you know, it was. Memorial it Day like in right. Indianapolis, yes. Yeah, and we didn't have a paper on Sunday or month. I mean, we didn't have a paper the next day. And I remember walking to the track because the traffic it was like a mile and a half walk from my hotel to the track and back. But um, and somebody died. A fan. I we didn't notice till the next day. I didn't know till the next day when a car was going around one of the turns. I guess it was the last turn before the straight. Anyway, a tire came off the car and went up into the stands and killed somebody. So that was my Indy Five Hundred. I gotta admit that is still a bucket list item for me. Like I, I have a sports bucket list and. It's not that deep anymore, but it's it's there's a couple items, and Indy's one of them. Indy, two of my two of mine would have been, and I probably could still pull this one off. Is the Kentucky Derby? That is one for I'm me. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Girardi could get me there. I, I actually, you know, I actually would love to do the Kentucky Derby. So, and the other one was Wimbledon. That's not. I, one. I would. Yeah, I I just think Wimbledon is is just one of those things. I could sit next to Ben Simmons. You know, I could right. be there. And, <laughs> But it, it just seemed like one of those cool things to do. Yeah, I mean, I could go to a U.S. Open, I guess, if I wanted to go up to New York. And, but Wimbledon's Wimbledon. Well, you know, Wimbledon's a little, I, I got, little different. I got, all right, the U.S. Open, um, I'm sorry, not the U.S. Open. Uh, uh, the, the Kentucky Derby, the Indy 500. Right. right. I would love to do a Rose Bowl. I've done two of them. And Augusta. Yeah, I've done 25 of them. Yeah, my the only problem with my Rose Bowls is they didn't start in the afternoon. Oh, they were the national they were title nat- games. They right. were national title games, so I never saw that. Well, you saw one of the greatest know, the, games of all time, though, in Texas USC. No, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying is to me the the greatest part of the Rose Bowl 
is that you start in light, and by the end of the game, you know, the sun's going down over those mountains. You know, but in my case, the sun was already down over the – oh, no, the Texas-USC game, like I said, I, I saw the um, the Duke-Kentucky game, which I still think was the best game ever. I think it tops the 74 yeah. uh, Maryland, uh, Maryland-NC State, which was a great game. And I saw maybe the greatest college football game. If, if it's not the greatest, it's certainly in the top three or four. I still think the Nebraska-Oklahoma game in 71 on Thanksgiving was probably the greatest. How many? But the Texas, the Texas-USC game was, was at worst 1A. How many runs below Duke-Kentucky was Nova-North Nova, Carolina? It, 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 here's what set Duke-Kentucky apart. Yes. You had a shot win the game in the Villanova game. I give you that. Mm-hmm. If Jenkins misses the shot, they're still playing. Yeah. Okay. Now, Leitner misses Duke the Kentucky, shot; it's over. Think of the storylines in the Duke Kentucky game. You have Kentucky coming back from this massive scandal with Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have Duke trying to become the first team since UCLA to win back to back. Yeah. You have Leitner going ten for ten and ten for ten. Okay, you have the lead changes. You have the shot by Wood with 2.3 seconds or whatever it was, 2.1. This improbable shot that people in Kentucky would still be talking about. And then you have the Grand Hill not getting defended, throwing the ball the, the length of the court and Leitner making the shot and then moving on and then winning it. I, I just think, and it was overtime, not, look, the Villanova game, Chris Jenkins hit a shot to win the title. I'm not. And it was a great game. Yeah, I'm not taking I, anything. the the page shot too is pretty cool. Before, yeah, but again, if Jenkins misses the shot, they go over. They're time. playing. Yeah, that's fair. If, if Leitner misses the shot, they're going home. And to me, that's and and the storylines at the Duke Kentucky game were better. As much as you know, we have ties to Villanova and all that. The storylines weren't quite the same. No. But, but again, and Carolina came back. Me. Carolina came back one at the next year, so right. But if you want to tell me in the history of the championship games, like I still, and again, there's there's one nobody remembers back from like '63. Loyola Chicago won one on a buzzer beater in in double overtime or something. Although I think that game would have went to triple overtime, right? If I'm not mistaken, um, there there were some obviously. I mean, the, the I still think the NC State upset of Houston was a bigger upset than Villanova over Georgetown. And the, the whole story of that NC State team and the way it ended on that dunk, yeah. you know. But the Villanova one was near and dear to our hearts. And, you know, like, again, 1A. But if you want to tell me that Chris Jenkins, that that's the greatest championship game, I mean, it's in the top five. Carolina, Carolina, be. Georgetown with Jordan winning the shot. Uh, Jordan had the yeah. shot, and then yeah, Fred but Brown I mean mistake. that was with eighteen. That was with eighteen seconds to go. And again, Jordan's shot put them ahead. That that was not a tie. Yeah, game. but then the Fred Brown mistake, obviously. At sure. The end. Yeah. No, there's a lot of good ones, but yeah, Chris Jenkins hit a twenty-eight footer. He's <laughs> smart. Key yeah. smart in he's Indiana smart. That and was Syracuse. Great, that was a great one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I know I'm going to miss a couple. Um, yeah, they're always they're, do. Memphis and Kansas, actually. Uh, yeah. That was a, went overtime on but, the Mario Chalmers. Uh, but to me, you got to go a long way to beat the NC State in 83 
and Villanova in 85, even though Villanova's didn't involve well, it made the tournament. Last, it, it took the but, tournament another notch. It took well, the tournament. NC State, NC State had to win the ACC title Both to get of, in the tournament. No, no, I'm, they, were losing the, they were losing the Pepperdine by six points with a minute to go in overtime. Mm-hmm. And a guy who was an 85% free thrower, free throw shooter, missed the front end of two one-on-ones yeah. just to get him to the next overtime or whatever it was. Yep. And then they beat this team, Houston. I mean, it, it was it was it was nuts. And they had just beaten Louisville in that Dunkathon game. Yep. And 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 what's his face? Valvano goes with the we're gonna foul you. <laughs> we're gonna send you to, I mean, it was just as as great as the Villanova game was, because we knew Raleigh and we knew the whole thing. Villanova had played Georgetown twice that year, and the games were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Villanova was not afraid of Georgetown. No. In that game. No, and John uh, Thompson's talked about that a lot. But you know, John Thompson sure. talked about in the years leading up no, to his passing, absolutely. Well, I'm sure a lot. Most people didn't think Villanova was going to win. I'll bet you, if you had polled a lot of guys in the Big East, mm-hmm. they would have said, "Hey, we think Villanova has a chance." Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody gave NC State a chance against Houston. You know, Elijah Wan, Drexler. Yep. Uh, I mean, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. So but, hey, we saw. Hey, look, Kevin. Just remember this: you and I saw Chris Jenkins mm-hmm. make that shot. And you know, it, it like I said, if, if you're it, if you're putting together, it's in the top five of all time NCAA whatever. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I agree. So you know where you want to put it is all up to you. I still think it's not Duke Kentucky, but Duke Kentucky wasn't a final. No, it was a regional. That was a final. regional final. Yep. So, all right. So we're back on Tuesday. Um, Hope that hope to get things lined up here as we get ready for the holiday season. Season, and uh, Mr. Kern, have a great weekend. Enjoy everything. Hope, hope Villanova, and I'm not a homer. You know that more than anybody. I just hope Villanova either wins twice this week, or well, the football team needs to win to keep playing. Right. But I, I just I, I want Jay's team to play well. That's all. Yeah. Play well at Baylor. Because, I mean, look, they've already lost to UCLA and Michigan, right? Was that their two losses? No, they lost to Purdue. Purdue and, and UCLA, right? Purdue and UCLA. Yeah, and that's two great games for them to take. Yeah. And, you know, they might not beat Baylor, but these games are going to help them, I think, Yeah. at some point be a better basketball team. I agree. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Stay good. All right. Thanks, Ed Barkowitz, for joining us. And our thanks to you for joining us. Have a great weekend. This has been Work on the Beat. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine Park Avenue clothes. You had the Dom Perignon in your hand.